Okay. This is how I wanted to do mine. Like on a couch like this, camera set up. You feel me? Mine. I'm really thinking about um what the fuck am I thinking about? Oh, I'm really thinking about recording as I'm talking. Yeah. And like make it an official podcast, but like I don't know. I'm by myself majority of the time, so it's boring. Like I had somebody told me like, "Yo, your videos, your content's good, but you're alone and there's nothing in the background and blah blah blah." Right. I can see. Kind of boring. But a lot of people do their podcasts just them. Yeah, we're rolling now, brother. Keep oh, that mic. Up hey, yo, now. what's up, people? I don't even know if they heard anything that you said, but I don't know. I oh, heard, I I heard myself. Good. I'm standing up, y'all. <laughs> I feel good. Yo, yo this is lit. <clears throat> All right, let's get official now. All right, um, but what I was gonna say, as far as you doing a recording, it maybe you can do like lives, like on your IG when it's just you or when you have guests, just have a live going. So it's like something to look at. It's just sometimes it's better to be able to watch somebody while you're listening. So maybe, mm. you know what I'm saying? See, but I don't think I do my podcast traditional. Because low-key, I punch in low-key. Mm. Oh, really? Because I don't have headphones and all of that. So I, so you can't really tell like, what it's sounding like. Yeah, I record. So you never did out. this? No, I never did this. Did you think to do it or you just didn't want to? I do want to do it, but. I don't have an interface. I don't have a mic. I don't have the money to get that stuff yet. Right. But I'm saying your headphones plugged into your computer, you can always hear yourself. Right. Now I can because I didn't know about the whole monitoring. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. I think we did that on our first podcast. Um, Down Bad Radio, by the way. Shout oh, out. fuck. Come on. Yo, I had to didn't that. even do a formal introduction. That's your boy, do Dante, from the Down Pad Radio. Yo, what's up? What's up? Check us out. It's your boy, Don. Um, but yeah, what I was saying, our first podcast, we didn't have anything either. And we recorded the whole thing just to find out that at the end, like, it made, like, all these technical static sounds and we couldn't even post it. So we actually realistically recorded our thing three times before we actually got the first one out. That's the that's the scary part. That's why I low-key punch in. Like, I would record, let's say, five or seven minutes and then stop it, punch in. I mean, listen to it, then start again from where I left off. It's almost like I'm editing in real time. It's not a bad, it's not a bad thing to do, though. Yeah, it's like editing real time. But also, you can make sure that what you're saying is actually like, yeah, and it's that, not that BS. too. Like I always tell Terry, I don't like being butchered. Like when we're like, uh, uh, and mm-hmm. we're just saying something just to fill the space. Um, but yeah, if you punch it in, I mean, it's like music. It's nothing wrong with that. You're still saying, and plus, you're talking about topics, and if you're not talking to people, then it's even better, because there's really no point of you having to go nonstop. Is right. when you're having a conversation though. Right. Then you don't want to be punching because then the the natural feel is like eliminated. And sometimes I I I start to ramble, but with me punching in, then mm-hmm. I could just be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that, and I delete that shit, start over. Yeah, I talk from too much. I, left I, I would do the same thing. And it ain't even that I'm talking too much; it's that the shit I'm talking about is now becoming irrelevant. What do you mean irrelevant? Why do you say that? Like, let's say if I'm on a topic. Just like remember in like English class where it's like, oh, keep your paragraphs five to seven sentences in, yeah. and stay on, like be specific. Don't 
Don't veer off too yeah, much. Yeah, don't veer off too much. Like, that's what I feel like I do. That's low-key why I felt like I named it I Think This Is A Podcast. Because, like, I think I'm doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> am I? <laughs> am I doing shit? Like, you know? But the podcasting is good for people like that because you have a lot to say. That means right. you don't need somebody. Like, you can you can run a full podcast by yourself because you think so much for enough for an hour or two of content. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people are just, when you ask them a question, it's yes or no. There's no explanation. They don't feel like they have to express themselves. They just answer it. And then you're like, oh. Okay, yeah, like, what now? Like, right. And we've talked about that before. So it's that, good. That, that's why I feel like everybody wants a podcast right now. And everybody feels like they're conversationalists, but they're not. They're not. You don't know how to talk. Most people that want to have a podcast are, like, very introverted. If that's the case, make a blog like it's 2007. <laughs> Just talk to yourself on the internet. You know what I think? I'm going to say this because I, I would label you as an extrovert, but I'm in between. When I was on the road a lot, I talked to myself a lot. Like, I found myself talking to myself more than anybody else out loud because I was in a van by myself or just in my head. Bro, that might be delusion. I used to ask my mom, bro. That might be delusion. I called my mom one time. I was like, yo, is this okay? You think I'm okay? Because, like, I have full-on conversations and I respond to myself. Oh, yeah. That's that's delusion. Me and uh, Janiah. You do that too, right? Yeah. Me and Janiah were just talking about that last night before bed. Like, delusion is, might be a real disease. Yeah. Like, based off trauma, let's say your trauma is you're being alone so much on the road mm-hmm. that your coping mechanism was to call in response to yourself. Right, right, right. And I that can shit that. can go deep. Like, that yeah, shit can I, get I went bad a full year on the road, basically. And the more, the longer I stayed out, the more I found myself not contacting people at home and just talking to myself. It was to the point where I would have, like, confrontation with other people in my life. And instead of confronting them, I would talk to myself of what I would want to say to their face and then somewhat respond based off past what you conversations, what I think yeah. they would say. To the point where I told I told Terry this before. I think me and him had a bump in the road. And we was going at it. But I resolved it with just me Within talking it yourself. out. I talked Yo. it out. So when I saw him next time, I was like, we good. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> not... We good, bro. We, good, bro. we, we already <laughs> talked that out. I out with you, bro. Yeah. I already did that. It's all good. Yo, that's like like multiple personality syndrome. Oh, God. But I don't shit. I do not do it in the everyday. Yeah, now you don't because yeah. you're not on the road. But right, let's right, say right. you spent another two, three years. If y'all hear that, um, <laughs> our significant others are over there bonding out in the distance. Yeah, pretty enough. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, let's say if you spent another two years doing that you probably would have went deeper into this rabbit hole that maybe you would need meds to get out it's wild i ain't gonna lie it's it's powerful because i can find myself this one i knew was bad was always got the gps on so i'm taking a 16 hour drive i will be talking to myself bro i've had a conversation i'm gonna sound so psychotic right now I had a conversation with myself for four hours straight, and I did not realize until I caught a glimpse of my clock again. And I said, there's no music. I, just, I realized there was no music playing that entire time, and I was just talking to myself. Bro, I was yelling. I don't know who the hell I was responding to, but I was yelling. Bro, it was somebody in it the was, passenger seat, hot. buckled up, 
all type of shit. Nigga, yeah, I was, I mean, I was doing the the whole, bro, you don't fucking understand. Hey, relax. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I did the the whole act. Bro, if you had a if you had a split personality, a split, per- split personality disorder. Split personality disorder, what would your second person's name be? Uh, someone's asked me that before. Really? I don't know. A lot of people actually have that name already. I don't I don't know. I would say, did y'all hear that? Because <laughs> I just heard a nigga with the charge the computer. <laughs> She's like, no. But my shit would probably be Eugene. Eugene? Eugene? <laughs> Not Eugene. And I wear Wrangler carpenter pants with just a, a little white too. a little oh, white paint man. stain on the pants, dingy kneecaps, dirty forces. And so he's like the opposite of how you carry Type yourself. shit. Like type shit. Like, oh God, Eugene. That's my alter ego. Uh, I don't know. I never thought about it. You know, we just spent like hella long trying to get this whole um setup right that whole audio thing yeah the fact that we got it was so it fucking was, was exhilarating i have anxiety right now <laughs> what like, do you mean? i can't catch my breath i'm panting <laughs> i'm nervous that shit was exciting like bro we for y'all that don't know we just spent at least 45 minutes trying to get this audio correct and once we put that mic in and that shit was right, I <laughs> jumped up. <laughs> I jumped up like, hell yeah. <laughs> but anyway, welcome back to the, uh, I think this is a podcast. We are probably five minutes in and we have not really solidified a topic. So the topic today is your peers aren't your fans. Now, I heard that from, um, have you ever saw the interview person or company on YouTube snobriety or some shit like that they interview uh artists and shit snobriety possibly okay I saw a a Joey Badass interview recently Mm -hmm. because obviously his album just came out and he said that quote and that shit stuck with me because like damn this course short because like think about it your peers aren't your fans so let's say I start a podcast. Obviously, I just started a podcast recently. Right. And the first people that you would think to market your podcast to is the people closest yeah. to you, your family, your friends, your coworkers. But really, they that's don't the give case. a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do not give a shit. And that's that's something little. But think about a career path or uh, a hobby that you decide you want to take super serious and you need like a sponsorship or somebody to to help you along the way a mentor anything these people that's close to you don't really give a fuck trying to convince the people that their opinion weighs the most on you because obviously you're the closest to them right they don't it's like they don't understand that their support whether little or big or whatever it matters so much. There's so many ideas I've had in the past where I like, all right, there's my pitch. I tell my mom, my mom's like, why do you want to do that? Or I guess, I don't think that's for you. And I'm like rethinking the whole thing. Yeah, just, ba- just based off of her. Cause I'm like, it you weighs so heavy. Right. It weighs so their opinion weighs so heavy on you. But at the end of the day, their opinion really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. It really doesn't. Because let's say even even if your peer group, your family group, whatever, is 50 people, 
mm-hmm. you obviously you plan on expanding more than just 50 people right so to let that that group of 50 people affect you so heavily to where let's say you you meet a hundred thousand i mean a hundred thousand people mm-hmm. in whatever like a podcast like a youtube video you get all these followers and supporters let's mm-hmm. say let's call them supporters that 50 people weigh that heavy versus the rest of the hundred thousand people that actually genuinely found you decided to support you on their own there was no incentive in supporting you this is something that they actually enjoy versus those 50 people you were nagging and begging and and you see what i'm saying like then they feel like oh if i do support him there's some type of incentive on the back end because when he come up then he got me type shit right bro that shit is i I definitely don't like that they they kind of sit in the background you know, don't give it attention, don't check up. But when they see it start popping up, other right. people talking about it, they're like, oh, they yeah, make you, their you present know, you, know, you know, I was there for you when you, that I, hey, shit. That shit's wild. See, as fuck. but the thing is, like, when you're starting something up, it's more important that the people closest to you support you because right now, in that moment, in your head, it's like, if my family doesn't like it, mm-hmm. why would someone that doesn't even know me like it? It's just easier to think that way, that a stranger won't mess with it as much as the people that know you. So when they downplay it and say, no, I, I don't know, da-da-da-da, then you're going to start second-guessing yourself. But it's more rewarding when you get the attention and the, the love and support from the stranger because they don't owe you anything. That's like an honest reaction. That's something I learned later. If someone comes up to you, right, and says, bro, I listen to, I think it's a podcast, bro, all the time. You don't know this man's name. Mm-hmm. He just recognizes you. Like, bro, like, I listen every day on the way to work. Are you telling me that that's not going to feel more fulfilling within you than your cousin or something saying, hey, I listen? It will. The stranger. A stranger right. feels more fulfilling. Than, yeah. But same time, Okay. Let me put it like that. Just in a real life, in a real life scenario that went through, that I went through in my life. Damn, I'm stuttering and shit. As far as photography, right? Mm-hmm. I put my fucking all into photography, and it was easy for my family to support it because they weren't, they weren't sponsoring me, they weren't giving me money, they weren't taking me places. This I was doing say good job. Yeah, they were just saying good job. You know, I like it. Keep going. You feel me? I'm saying. Yeah. So, that part of the the support was easy for them and it was easy for me to accept because there was no there was no pushback on my photography there was no criticism there was nothing so it was like that don't they don't really matter Mm -hmm. after maybe the first or second year when i stopped taking pictures of like fucking flowers and shit yeah you know beginner photography i realized they don't fucking matter they're not critiquing shit they just see a, a fucking flower and saying, oh, good job. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I started getting accolades from, like, like strangers, right. I was like, oh, shit. This is fulfilling. This is, this brings out that dopamine in me to, to keep going. Like, this is genuinely satisfying. But then now that I think about it, I think there's levels to, to like, um, let's call it, I don't even know what to call it. There's levels to, there's not contentment in that satisfaction 
that you get from others because when fuck what am i trying to say when when i was getting that satisfaction from the strangers the accolades and mm -hmm. stuff then i was like okay i keep getting recognized i keep shaking hands i keep meeting these these higher ups in the these professional photographers the right. these companies they're shaking my hand but now this isn't satisfying I need money now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I need money now. Like, when does the money come? Well, that depends on what you're what you're into. The photography thing we talked about is broad. Any and especially now we have the internet, which is making the competition a lot more broad because mm -hmm. anyone with a camera can be a photographer, quote unquote. Now. Mm -hmm. So for you to be picked out of being the needle in a haystack, for one, it should feel more fulfilling to hear someone say they like your work, being how broad it is. But as far as you being recognized to go up to the next level, you're, I feel like there's a higher percentage of feeling disappointed because it can easily be overseen mm -hmm. because of how many people are in it. So... At that point, it's kind of like, how patient are you, really? At no, some point, the frustrations well, that, of life and all that stuff, it's hard to, to continue. Say, how patient am I? Fuck that. Life isn't patient, so I can't be patient. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, how did you, with you riding motorcycles and everything, how did that affect you as far as, because obviously your peer, let's say your dad was right. technically your peer, he was actually supporting you. Yeah. You know, he was throwing tons of money into you and, you know, marketing you to different sponsors and everything like that. So, like, we have two totally opposite experiences when it comes to that. I didn't have anybody that was trying to put me on a pedestal. Right. You feel right. what I'm saying? Thousand percent my dad support me in that. Honestly, to a point where he kind of, I, it was a point where I was racing for him. Like, he wanted it more than I wanted it. Ooh. To the point where I loved riding. But as far as... And I did want to go pro all my whole life that I was racing. But when it came to, like, okay, you got to put yourself in front of these faces. You need to talk to people, market yourself. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make, you know, the cool videos. I told him, oh, somebody will see the video. They'll contact us. We don't need to put our name in. I didn't want to do all that legwork. He's, he's the old school legwork. And you're that same way. I know you'll email, you'll call, you'll mm -hmm. text. I was more, I'm a black kid that raced motorcycles. I'm the only, I'm the only black child that I ever met in the whole 10 years I've been racing that rides a motorcycle and I'm quick. Like I knew I could ride with the pros if I had the right look. I was just riding on that while he was more, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that, da, 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 da. So when it came to the point where I finally did my pro race, um, and I saw it, like, that was when I actually got my recognition, like, the strangers coming up to me, like, oh, bro, Dante, you're racing, uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I've been following you for, like, three years, and, like, that felt amazing, I think I gave some autographs, people taking pictures with me, see, that like, shit's that, cool as fuck, yeah, and it, it wasn't 100% there, because I had to pay my way there, it wasn't, like, the way I thought in my head, mm -hmm. like, guys would get drafted just, like, you know, basketball, any other sport. Right. But for that, it was more so 
it's like it was i think it was five thousand or something like that or twenty twenty five hundred to five thousand something between there he's like you pay us this and basically you'll rent a professional bike um you'll rent a professional bike uh for the weekend you'll get the team with it and just ride your heart out basically so we paid our way to be there I tried to ignore it. I tried to just live in my fantasy and feel like I was where I was like supposed to be. Like you were doing it. Yeah. Like, but honestly, was, it was damn near pay to win. Like right, you right. You were paying literally. to feel like that. There was so much on the line. Because like you said, like you're, you're taking photography. You've been taking pictures consistently over and over. And a lot of times you feel like you're the only person believing in yourself. So when I got there, I was trying not to feel like, like you paid to be here. Mm-hmm. I was telling myself it's almost like imposter syndrome. Yeah, I had I had to I had to lie to myself basically mm-hmm. to be all in it. So I was like, you know what? You belong here. Just just finish good. Just finish good. They'll they'll notice. It'll work. I told myself. I think there was like thirty one riders in that race. I said, if you finish top ten on a bike you just rode for the first time yesterday, black kid on TV racing in an all-white sport if you do this top 10 somebody will call i finished ninth nobody, nobody called. called bro i can literally reach yeah. over right now and show you accolades i'm in i'm published in books everything mm-hmm. no one called no one emailed but that that is kind of like the contradiction of is your peers more important than everyone else because again they everyone else don't have to give a fuck right your family at least they kind of have to give a fuck because that's your family like that's your mom that's your brother you feel what i'm saying like y'all are connected way different from a random person or let's say a random exec in a building that you're trying to pitch your work to or a sponsor a, a monster a red bull that you're trying to ride and impress they don't have to be looking at you. Right. You could be out on that track thinking Red Bull is fucking watching you go over and over. They're not watching right. you. They're watching that other kid. You feel what I'm saying? Right, right. So it, it almost is like a double-edged sword. Like, do your is your peers more important? Or is it the people that can get you to the next level? Well, that's that's where I think that it isn't so much family. Because say like your photography, does is anyone else a photographer in your family? Nope. Right. So when it comes down to you looking for that support from them, besides a hey you're doing good, there's not really much they can do. They don't know anything about that industry. As far as every time they've seen pictures, has been in magazines or on TV on a billboard. They never was looked or thought behind the picture like oh that guy worked hard da 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 da. So when it comes to you looking for support in it, just like just like my family with racing, like they don't know the second thing, the first thing about it. Mm-hmm. All they can say is good job or, hey, I'll be at the race or this and that. The stranger does become more important because the stranger is more in that industry of what you're trying to accomplish, which also what makes it more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. That guy in the building, if he said yo keep it up that's it which right. which our team a team owner had told me that one time he gave me a tour me and my other racing friend drake um shout out to drake yeah shout out drake um he 
brought us behind at a pro event. They found me, and they was like, here, uh, this is Chris Ulrich, and these are all professional riders I've always known. It showed us inside the trailer where all the B-bikes, the whole tech, introduced to the whole crew. And at the end, that's when I was like 14 years old. He was like, hey, I'm watching y'all. He's like, uh, and there was a new, like a junior cup that was coming out soon. And he was like, hey, I'm watching you. We might need some riders. Just, just keep it up. And I saw that, bro. And I looked at my dad and I was like, all right, bro, I got to go crazy. Right. Yeah. Because that stranger, but he that knows. One, the- and I never, I didn't even know who he was. Bro, he knows the rubric. He knows the guidelines on what is qualifying for a, a person right. to go to the next level. So for him to tell you, keep it up, that means he sees the potential that you can meet these criteria. Right. You know what I'm saying? But a family member or a friend that's not in the industry, like you said, they can only give you the good job and all of that because they don't know. They don't know what to even, the first thing about the industry. Yeah, exactly. But but same time, if this is this is what I learned growing up after seeing and hearing all of the good jobs and the, oh, keep it up, the thumbs up, is to support somebody, maybe you should start to learn a little, do your research a little bit. I'm not saying- like taking initiative. Yeah, I'm not saying dive deep into it, right. but like just, you feel me? So when you go and have these conversations, they're not just conversations to pass the time. At least you you see you see some, I mean, he sees some type of interest. Mm-hmm. No, that definitely goes a long way. I tried to do that. I, and that might be, from feeling like maybe I didn't get it from some people. Right. But like when I have like my younger cousins or something, like I know some of them down to them just drawing or doodling. Mm-hmm. They'll show me like a like my my cousin, um, her name Janiah too. My cousin Janaya, she's been getting into art. But I was like the art kid of my family. So she would show me her paintings. She would always make time every time I went, be like, Hey look, I, I drew this. I think it's important, so I always do it is when she shows me one, I'd be like, What else you got? Let me see him. I'm like, okay, cool. I see you doing that. Like, try to work on that. Like, it, even if it's a critique, it's like I'm still showing that I care about her getting better. And that, like, gives her the drive to go right. and do more even and get better. I don't give two shits about art anymore. Right. You know? And and, sh- and you became her muse, damn near. Because now, oh, I got to get better. So next, so time, next I time I see I Dante. Him, yes. Right. right. I actually had a cousin that, uh, that actually did do that to me. Um, when I was younger, I got into playing the guitar and shit. I went fucking grinded for $50. Like I was like 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. Grinded for $50, rolled my skateboard to the nearest pawn shop, bought a fake-ass acoustic guitar, learned little songs and shit, little like Ike Harley songs and shit like that, mm-hmm. like any, mini miny, mo, all that type of shit. But my cousin saw like the drive I had for it, the motivation I had for it, right. and he went out and bought me a fucking $700, $800 electric lead guitar with the amp, big ass case, all type of shit. And that shit See, was yeah. like Christmas to me, bro. No, that's great. I damn near cried. So like, I think that Thanksgiving, the year that he bought it, my family does this thing like, oh, give thanks and all of that. Right. And then I just had to thank him. I like damn near broke out crying. Like, yo, that shit was, that shit meant everything to me type shit. But you don't really get that type of stuff often because everybody got their own lives, too. Yeah. So you can't really expect for someone to fully 100% support you unless that's their life is to support you. 
You get what I'm saying? So, like your dad, like that right. was like I the miss, closest I thing. Son, so that was the closest thing to his job too. Like, yeah, fucking outside of him doing whatever he does for his job, his second job was to invest money into you. Right. And you know, try to market you and everything. That wasn't just like a hobby. At it grew to be something way bigger. You right. know what I'm saying? And to prove your point of what you said earlier is to show you how much it means that someone invests in like what you're trying to do. My dad, yes, he got me into racing. He introduced the sport to me, and it did become a dream of my own. But it was his dream mm-hmm. at first. It was more like he lived in New York. He rode bikes in the streets doing all that rowdy stuff. But when he moved down to Georgia, he was trying to keep us away from all the shit in New York. So he tried to get us into something. He tried karate, tried the football. My mom is a scared scared cat. She's scared of everything. So she, does, she always thinks we're going to get hurt. So my mom hated racing. So now what I mean by so what I'm saying is from both of my parents – it was always there and supportive enough or the way they were supposed to as parents equally. But the fact my dad invested stuff to like, I remember he bought my mom. I think he bought my mom a brand new wedding ring, but he, he timed it. He timed it perfectly. I remember I went with him. We went to like Jared or K Jewelers. He bought the new ring, surprised her with it. She, to make her happy mm-hmm. when he already had a bike on yes, the way. <laughs> he had a new bike yes, on the way. It, 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 it worked. It the worked. Okie doke in her ass with the okie but, doke. But he was, he was, he's been grinding like, like more than he had to, to a point where now that that's my first purchase. Like if, if, or more so when, when I become wealthy, if I made it into racing, whatever, he's the first person. I always told him, I said, if I want to race, I think like there's a, I think there's like one big race or something like that, but you win like 25k if you win the race mm-hmm. plus you know endorsements all that stuff. But if I said if I got that, I don't want to die. All of that's going to him. I know what his favorite car is. I know where his dream, all his dream stuff. Something, just because they love me the same. But the fact that he, yeah, he went through hell for me. Even my mom, possibly we still don't know who. Somebody put a nail in the tire of one of the bikes when he bought it for me. That was supposed to be my bike. Random nail popped up. I was saying it, was, it wasn't bent. It wasn't bent. It was a perfectly straight. Yo, she did that shit in the middle of the fucking <laughs> night. Day, she denies all type of shit. Right. But, you know, she she tried so hard to get me out of that sport. And my dad took the shit possibly led to the damn divorce. I don't know. But he went through hell for him. Bro, that shit low-key just led me to a whole nother topic. Of, like, being a fucking workaholic. He is. He definitely is. Because balancing work and family and relationship, that shit is fucking hard, bro. It's tiresome. Very tiresome. Like, when I first met Janaya, who she not listening now. Okay, I'm just looking at her to make sure she not listening. <laughs> but when I first met her, like, I had graduated high school. And she was still in high school for one more year. Mm-hmm. So I went to college straight out of high school, not even a month after. Like, when I walked the stage in May, I sat down in my first college class, like, early June. Oh, so imagine you graduate the end of May, maybe the 25th. Yeah. I was in my first class June 13th type shit. Damn. So 
I grinded from the day I walked away from fucking high school to the day I called it quits in college, which was four years. Right. My senior year, my <laughs> last quarter, my senior portfolio, I said, bro, fuck it. Yeah. I grinded. But that first year, year and a half, like freshman year, sophomore year, right. I was so adamant on learning photography that I was kind of zoning out all of my other relationships because I need to focus on this right, right now. I need to, you know, hone in and sharpen my tools. But with that being said, that caused hella tension with everyone else. Right. That fucking with her. Oh, my fucking God. It's going to be arguments every first, fucking day. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm working a full time job and going to school. Then I'm coming home to my fucking family mad at me because I'm not doing what I got to do at home, like chores and shit like that. Right. That shit is just fuck. But also that put a battery in my back to grow even faster as a fucking young adult. Because that's that, you like, what, 18 and 19, 19, 20? No, that was 17, 18. I graduated at 17. Oh, damn. Hell yeah. Fucking, I think we got our first place at, I think I was 18, just turning 19 type shit. But, yeah, that's a, that's a lot in its own, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's. It's crazy, and I think I think we have an episode called "Pressures of a Man." Oh shit! But like literally the exact same thing. Shameless bro. promo. You hear this? It's hard. Shit? Oh, oh, crazy. I'm sorry. You just, you know what I'm saying? Damn, not nah, go watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go listen to that. Go listen. It might, to that. might be episode 15 or something. Apple like Podcast, Spotify. You feel me? Come on, we all know that. But um, nah, it's it's a lot. It's like I'm not saying like a gender thing, but like when you just got a goal, but you got to live life, and then you're a provider to somebody or you got a, a very involved circle like f to bring up back the peers my friends alone were like I was going at it with them as much as my girl in a sense like they're like, like, you're they're like bro you don't you don't I feel like we're not close like we used to be like like bro I'm just I thought we were grinding right and now it, yeah damn near so what at this point right fuck like it, I, how I see it, if I'm grinding, like 20s for sure are, are grinding years. Mm. If I'm grinding, you're grinding. I feel like I, I don't like repeating myself. That's been my thing. So, like, if I say, like, right now I'm doing the YouTube thing. So, if I say, yo, I'm doing the vlogging and da da da, I'm, if I'm not vlogging, I'm trying to be editing. Like, every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, I'm grinding. I don't want to be out just having fun all the time. So, when they see me post and I'm at Top Golf, or they see me bowling, they're like, damn, it's like, no, damn. Like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't even try to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Bro, you don't know what I'm doing in between. Yes, we don't talk as much. When we do, we'll catch up. But, like, don't hold me against. Like, and I owe you near, something. damn near, I fit that shit in my schedule. Low key, I crunched that Top Golf in my schedule. Or I, I fucking had to move some shit around to go on a date with my right, girl. Right, they don't know shit. the whole backstory. It, they're just seeing, and then they, they're they're thinking selfishly. From the process of me graduating high school to maybe twenty, let's say twenty twenty, mm -hmm. that's when I really honed in on my friends group, because the people that couldn't respect that I'm not out in the city and out in the nightlife 
for these specific reasons. If you can't respect that, bro, you can't. You got to go. Yeah, you got to go. So, like, there's literally, like, three people in my life that, to be honest, I haven't really hung out with since high school. But they're still some of my closest friends because they understand what I'm doing. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? We could still pick up the phone and talk for hours, you know, catch up and all of that. And he'll know, all right, I'm probably not going to talk to you for another three, four months. Keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I respect it. Right, but it's all love when y'all see each other. Right. It's never like, no. Oh, Versus those friends that's, damn, you'll never you go, go out. You go week without paying them Type out. shit. Like, you don't know nobody no more? Like, I feel like those are the people that's going to. Those are uh, lifelong friends. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna be friends for life. Because, bro, it's like this. I don't have to tell you my every move for us to be close. It's the fact that we have chemistry. We're cool every time. Or the people that no matter how long the distance, two damn days or two years, when y'all mm -hmm. see each other, it feels like a day ain't even changed. Right. Those are friends. Those are lifelong friends. I feel like I'm agreeing with you, what you said. Um of the span of what you said, 18 to 20, mm -hmm. is kind of what I'm going through now. I've had about six ride or die, quote unquote, friend groups that I thought were the ones that's gonna last. But that's been like probably the most, the most talked about issue with them was, oh, you know, oh, you're a fake friend, or I don't feel like our relationship is good anymore, or you never got time, I never get an invite. I'm like, bro, listen, it's not just you. Think about think about you, Kersey. Like, you and Kendall are my, and Eric are like my work friend group right now. Mm -hmm. We just now starting to bring it out. And like every now and then we bring it out. Yeah. But I still have everyone I ever met yeah, in my 22 years of life. Waiting in the queue to hang out. Right, so like, if I have anyone from back then feeling salty that I hang out with you guys now, it's like, did you expect me to stop making friends when I met you? Oh my God, the entitlement! I get you what you're what saying? saying. I get, but I I feel like I've never felt like that. Like, I think I tell this to people all the time when it comes to my relationship. Like, if we decide to break it off today, mm -hmm. I would not be salty because I've learned and grown so much within the time period of us being together right. that I appreciate it more than I would, you know, be salty about it. And that's why I feel with friends. Like I've had friends that I've influenced to go to college, to to hone in on their career path and figure out what they want to do. Right. I've had friends to grind with me in college, and, you know, we're shaking hands together right. that I don't talk to anymore. Like, these were my friends for the time being. Right, right. I'll still click on their Instagram and see what they're up to. I'll still, you feel me? If I got something to say, I'll shoot them a DM real quick, like keep it up type shit. But for the most part, we don't hang out no more we don't talk to talk no more or none of that right and i ain't gotta be salty but what are you salty for bro i think it's definitely the entitlement they, they feel like like when they look in the mirror they're like some part of them has to be saying i'm a dope guy like i'm a great i'm everyone's greatest friend oh yeah i am and i feel the same way too. <laughs> but you gotta you know what i'm saying <laughs> but you gotta know at the same time like like you said like with you and Janiah, if, if it didn't work out, you mm -hmm. still, you just appreciated the time for the being. Right. And if it didn't go, then you already know. You matured enough to know that that's. Because where would you, where do you think you would be if that, that relationship didn't happen? Right. 
you, you shouldn't rely on anybody, basically. Right. They're relying it, on you. Right, right, right. So to see, like, the, the people that I've, let's say, a friend of mine I influenced to go to college. I don't know how much I influenced him, right. but I told him, look, do something. If anything, I'm finna start school. You should start with me. You want to, you like this, then the third, you should start with me. Right. The man got up and started the same day I did type shit. Right. But now we don't talk anymore, but I also see him grinding. This man's on another level with the film, uh, like with the cinematography. Cause I won't, I don't even want to call him a videographer. Like right, this right. man's amazing type shit. But that doesn't mean I'm entitled to, that's like when, you ever heard like people buy a lottery ticket and give it to somebody and then they win a fucking million dollars? And now they say you owe me that. Yeah, you owe, I, you don't owe me shit, bro. Same. Yeah. You don't owe me shit. You feel what I'm saying? You don't owe me nothing. I fucked with you for that time being. I still fuck with you. I still you feel me sit next to you. But you don't owe me shit. I don't feel resentful for your growth. Because if I didn't, if I wasn't beside you for the time being, I don't know where I would be in life. If I wasn't in a relationship for, with Janiah for eight years, I don't know where I would be. Yeah. I would probably be content with being in the hood, every day waking up, running the streets, coming back home, doing the same. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't have a drive. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I can put drive in, a drive in people's back. Other people can put a drive in my back, and that's just how it should go. Honestly, but with that being said, is your peers it's one plus one? Right. I've been saying that apples every week for like the past two months. It's apples and oranges. Some things are just one plus one, but people just been making it complicated, and not even to get into it. But like, I had a talk with my girl the other day, where like I, that's how I felt. I was getting aggravated because I feel like when it came to like give receive with my friends it's like if i say you know you get, like you said give some somebody some advice like bro you, you're good at this go do this like i told you before mm -hmm. i was like you talk, you're good at talking you have a great vocabulary start a youtube or something start a podcast you did it this shit I blow up i don't give a damn if you give me type shit, shit. I, and i to be honest i still have not came down from the anxiety of us getting this audio right <laughs> and niggas still panting and stuttering all type of shit but that's a prime example when i met you and eric right i was already talking about my side business right before i met eric uh, for a year i was just talking i never implemented i never did anything right but the moment eric did what he did that shit put a battery in my back like oh fuck i need to do something you feel what i'm saying right and I was also talking about um, creating content, whether it's YouTube, a podcast, TikToks, whatever the fuck. I was always talking about that. Right. But to hear you constantly say, bro, just start it. Just, you feel me? You got so many good topics, blah, blah, blah. Just start a podcast, do something. Even though I already started a YouTube, dropped like two videos or whatever, I stopped because I didn't have the 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 people motivating me behind the scenes and that comes back to like the families and friends because mm -hmm. at that point i think that was a f first second week that we talked yeah when we yeah and within two weeks i'm basically still a stranger and yep. i'm telling i told you about the podcast because we just started it and i said bro 
I just started a podcast. All you need is a mic and this. Do it, bro. I'm 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 giving you all this push like you mm-hmm. think the family would. But I mean, like I said, you you're gonna you're gonna get it either for from family or from strangers. And I think an important thing to take from it is kind of like what I'm doing now. I don't know if you've noticed, but like say like my Don POV is my content creating. Mm-hmm. My off Don is the my personal account right now. I told myself that if I was going to do it this time, I want to earn every follow. So I've never shouted out Don POV on my personal account with that has all my followers on it. Because oh. I'm trying to, I'm trying to uh, test out a theory of not having people click follow just because they see that anyone yeah, that you created you know, something support because they want to show it. Like they want to be the number on that page to say, "Hey, I supported you." Yeah. Because all they all they did was click. Now, they didn't even watch the videos, none of that. They're just trying to show that they're supporting. So I told myself that this time, I'm just going to push that account on its own, get strangers. I want Because when I get a follow now, I just told my girlfriend yesterday, I got like 20 followers right now. But right now, I'm getting like a follower, two followers a day. And shit, People like, key, don't I've, even I've know your it's phone. feeling good, a lot better. I've been seeing, but click your phone, bro. I've been seeing Instagram pop up yeah. like six times, bro. No, yeah, no. look, yeah, so it's followed. Another person just followed. Exactly. Yeah, genuine. And, I was, and it's genuine. Mm-hmm. And that's somebody that I knew from when I was in school. But, like, I'm not telling them. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to earn it because I want to feel that fulfillment like I actually grind it. Like I said, like how you do, how my dad grinds. I feel like a lot of times I don't believe in myself. So where I start relying on my friends to tell me that this or my family to tell me that. That's the reason I'm trying. So basically, exactly what you're trying to talk about is what I'm implementing. But again, it's apples and oranges. So the answer is low key, um, like redundant. Like, because peers can be your fans, mm-hmm. and they can be some of the most important fans to you. But same time, peers can't be your friend. I mean, aren't your fans either? Because most of the time, people don't really give a fuck about you. They have their own lives. They have their own shit they're dealing with. Right. And it is what it is. I mean, y'all let me know in the comment section on Apple Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, the comment <laughs> section, you know, get them algorithms going. Do you think that your peers can be your fans or otherwise? Are your peers your fans? Could they be your fans? Yeah. I don't know what else to fucking say. <laughs> Shit. I think that's it. <laughs> Yo, that's you, you feel me? You get what I'm saying with the I think? That's Come fire. on. In my head, I was like, say it. Come say on. it. That's I think. Fire. Bro, I just peeped the fucking song. Oh, that's all right. Bro, that that's was lit, fire, though. Though. That shit was lit, though. That's nah, fire. until until next time, man. It was your boy Dante and Courtesy. Peace. Appreciate you for having me. Hey, man, for real. Wait, I appreciate it being here. Wait, what? I said appreciate you for having me. Oh, this is my shit, my nigga. What you talking about? This is my shit, nigga. Get out. I almost said it too. No, <laughs> yeah, say it, say it, say it. Appreciate you for having me. Oh, you feel me? It you was an honor. It was an honor, brother. Nah, this is lit. All right, man. Peace out, y'all. All right.